To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Backyard Gardens podcast. Yes, you heard it right. You are right here with us. And we have just gone through seeds, and <clears throat> we deviated off course. But now we are back on course, and we were going to go over our gardening goals. Since we got our seeds started, it is an amazing time to get some goals going. And if you haven't thought about it, hopefully these, this will inspire you, because each year, Batavia and I do, the, do these. I feel like I just said your name wrong. <laughs> and um, it really does help us keep stay track in the garden to some extent for the year. Do you disagree? Because I know you like to disagree with me sometimes. Uh, <laughs> only, if, only if I actually disagree. I I like the um, the process of putting thought into what I want to do within the garden year. I think mm-hmm. you know, especially because we do it at the beginning of the year, it feels good. It feels like we're. We are in control of these things, whether we really are or aren't is to be determined. But um, it's definitely a feel good part of the year for me for the garden season, because I'm almost never growing anything when we do this. So, yeah, and I'm always growing something when we do it. So it's it's interesting concept. Um, I do want to ask you a question, though, and because I know that there's some people that may um, not be have ears for making goals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, if when you make your gardening goals for the year, is it how do you go about doing it? Like, do you take it as like just any old willy nilly thing, or do you really try and make it something that like overarching concept for the year? Does that I make sense? I- yeah, I think I, unfortunately, I don't feel great about it, but it's kind of the way that I've been wired. I start from a place of lack. Like, you know, what didn't I accomplish? What didn't yeah. do well? What didn't I do? And then can I turn that into a goal, which, you know, I now have some level of accountability and maybe motivation to improve upon it. So that's one view of it there's also the you know i want to try something new and so i set that as a, a goal my goals aren't necessarily what is it uh smart you know is it measurable attainable you know whatever the smart acronym is i can't remember right now um they aren't always that um yeah and then lastly i don't, think, I don't th- go ahead i think lastly i look back on my previous goals previous years goals to see themes And then to see, is this really still, I mean, is it a realistic goal or is it just pie in the sky? Especially if I didn't meet it in the previous years, is it worth continuing to work at it or do I drop it from this year's list? Right. And that's why we actually, this year, we narrowed our goals down to four Mm -hmm. instead of five so that they could even be even more obtainable because, I mean, look. So first, let me say this first of all, I was going to interrupt you and I I decided to stop because that's the kind of guy I am. Um, I don't think it comes from lack for you. I think it comes from needs of needing of improvement. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a better way to say it. Um, for me, it's, it's funny. It comes to, mine comes from desire. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, so like the year that I made it, that I was going to only grow from seed. And I mean, 
I did a video recently and I was like, I was like, you see this whole garden, like everything planted. I started from seed myself. And after two years after making that goal and after doing a show about it and talking about it, that was a powerful moment for me because it like sunk in. I was like, wow, you actually obtained this goal, you know? So it's not, not necessarily a goal that has to be met at the end of the year, but like taking steps forward. Like I'm not, I always want obviously to achieve the goal. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I want to, you know, be moving forward in the right direction. And I'm the same as you, like improvement and desire is really what goes for me. Cause I mean, I can sit here and be like, well, I want to water my containers more this year, but that's, you know, that's not really what we're talking about here. We're talking about like overarching, like bigger themed goals. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, for those that are yelling at the screen, smart, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound, right? You know, so, I mean, I think that- Wait, what are all these words you just said for? That's the SMART acronym when it comes, like in in business, when you're uh, setting goals, probably in education as well, like that's an acronym that people say, all right, your goal should be SMART. SMART goals are specific for us, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Otherwise, it does come across as potentially pie in the sky. So I hit a few of those notes with my goals. Hmm? That's rich, smart people talk. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I hit a couple of those notes with my goals, um, but I do appreciate the idea of a 2024 goal doesn't mean that it has to be attained in 2024, right? You no, know? but I so, think you need to. I think you need to understand that before you go in to make that goal, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's important because uh, otherwise you're just making excuses. Yeah, I think it's exactly that. I think it's, you know, this is year one of a two year goal. So a great example of a goal for 2024, not for us, but that could, you know, go over a couple of years is maybe you're a new gardener and you want to design your garden. Maybe you're first out. Maybe you have one raised bed. Maybe you have no raised beds. And you're like, this is what my vision is for my garden. And it's actually over three years, you know, for any number of reasons, time, experience, monies, you're not going to build your entire garden out in 2024, right? But you may know that going in. I think it's smart to know if that's going to be the the way you go to go in with that. Um, So that's an example of it. Um, So, I mean, again, I think that um, goals are obviously personal, right? Um, And I think that each year when we share them, we are sharing a little bit of ourselves. Um, And I think when we talk them through between you and I, I think it's super helpful because it allows us both to kind of work through the goal a little bit more besides what's in our head. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that completely. Um, Right before we get started, which is about now, I want to say this. um, If you would like to support the show, please feel free to do so. In by joining Patreon or Apple subscriptions. Okay. And yeah, good, good job. And then also um, hit our links below and, um, you know, enjoy everything. You can visit Batavia at Be Better Gardens YouTube and me at Sandy Bottom Homestead. So please do that. Okay. Are you prepared to give your goals? I am. I made my last edit an hour ago when we were going to start recording. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, I've been um, massaging them, let's say. So I'm ready. 
All right. So as usual, ladies first. All right. So this and is like before age. <laughs> the lady, lady, lady right here. Okay. So <laughs> I um I did look over my previous year's goals and this is not something that I'd like to be a multi-year goal, but it has been. I've needed to continue to work at it each year. And I summarized it as planning and the specifics around it is start them things inside is the way I wrote exclamation mark uh, that I also wrote under the planning goal. And this one was hard. I bounced around with these dates, finalize the garden plan for each season, at least six weeks before the season. Right. And so wow. that's very specific because I'm looking back on how I've come in with like 60 or 70 percent of an idea of what I want to do. And I get into the season and I'm just like, oh, I'm still trying to play around with things. Right. And so that's putting some type of time around it. There's nothing really about March 21st that says, all right, now do this thing. But it yeah. stands out as the start of spring, you know. June X stands out as the start of summer and so on. So it's trying to hold myself accountable to stop fudging with the plan and just call mm. it the plan is actually done. Damn, you leveled up this year, man. Well, that's the first you leveled one. Up we, this I mean, year. it's downhill. I know. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, Spoke six weeks before like spring. A true creator. Yeah, summer and fall. I actually moved this up because of. Um, how kind of gushy my other ones were. So I did want to start out strong. Mm, I got you. You got some gushy ones in there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, so where does the six week time frame come from? So I, you know, I'm glad you asked because at first I wanted to give myself like, oh shoot, six weeks is like when y'all hear it, I think we're going to be at like, you know, pretty close to the start of spring. So we're right. going to be in advance of the six weeks for spring as an example. So I played around with it and made it four weeks. And then I said, you know what? If you look at spring, you're planting four weeks before spring. So you need to yeah. already know, girl, what you're going to do. You know, so I said, all right, I started with six weeks, moved it to four weeks, trying to cheat, moved it back to six weeks. I feel like that's a good time frame before each of the seasons before I have fully planted out for that season. Right. You know, so it's just, again, a number six weeks before a particular time frame. I probably still have time to get something started if I decide to insert some new thing that I hadn't decided on before. You know, so just a nice round number yeah i thought it was um based around uh like six weeks is an average for starting seeds and stuff like that that's what it i is. thought that's you what i mean about it. like if i could look and okay. say oh i really 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 wanted to plant this thing and i forgot it i left it off of my plan i have about I me mean, most things are going to basically be ready to either put out into the garden or start direct sowing you know and ready to grow in six weeks so Makes sense then. Mm -hmm. Makes total sense. Mm -hmm. So, um, my first goal, and I, you know, I had all these goals planned, and then life got in the way. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I got out in the garden and started working, and I was like, man. So, um, my first goal this year is to be very vigilant on the wild garden. I need to really, really look at it this year and see how it's producing and make a decision if I'm going to move it next year. So I've got to take my emotions out of it, which is really hard. I mean, anybody gardening knows you, you always want this space that you created to work out well, but I want to make sure that, 
you know, after so many years of dealing with like mishaps and missteps and rebuilds and stuff like that, if I can go through and see like, hey, this isn't producing, I need to move it and then execute plan B, which plan B is already figured out. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to mention it just yet because I'm, you know, I got to make sure that the finances are there for mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put myself out there like that. But um, it's part of it is just to make sure that these things moving forward can kind of I can steer myself in the right direction to meet what my ultimate goal is for my space. And it's going to be difficult. And. I know that there's going to be a time of the year in which I start to struggle. So like last year in the spring, it did really good. And then come fall, it kind of started to fall or come summer, it started to fall apart. And Mm -hmm. if I can extend that a little bit further, then I can make a a more well-informed decision moving forward. So that's my plan. We'll see if I can meet that, but it's going to be hard to take my emotions out of it because the wild garden um, is the first garden that I have ever cut trees down and cleared by hand and really put a lot of effort into it. And, um, you know, you and I have talked about it off air a lot and it's just kind of one of those things where it's, it's either going to, it's going to make it or it's going to break it. We got to pick one, you know? I really appreciate that goal because and even your note on, you know, taking the emotion out of it. It's like you want this thing to work so badly. And like you were creating this against the odds from the very beginning and every Mm -hmm. year. Right. We talked about some of the, you know, the kind of day one problems with it. And I can appreciate, you know, the production from it has not been what you wanted um, and kind of deciding whether or not you can actually improve this or are you going to cut bait and cut bait? There's no, you know, shame associated with that. Like you're spending resources, time, money, water, you know, soil, all that stuff on a space. And you you decide that you can that time money and resources elsewhere then do it if you decide you're closer than you think that's pretty cool too um i also i i'm making a note for myself and i don't know what to do with it but there's something to be said about right now being a slow period and then how you handle when things are super busy in the garden during the garden season um, and how you manage you meaning batavia how you manage managing that right like i don't have the the mental capacity to try to create a plan around not letting the the garden drive me crazy (laughs) like i I just don't have the capacity for it right now even though it's slow but i do want to at least acknowledge it while it's happening no i i I respect that completely it's um it's a hard thing to do, you know? Yeah. Spring comes like a bat out of hell yeah. and it goes from nothing to everything all at once. And managing that is, you know, managing your time and efforts is very difficult. Mm-hmm. All right. What's your next one? So my next one, I felt like was a little bit connected to what you were saying for your first goal. Uh, so stay with me. You know, I've written this as the star of this year's garden. And then I wrote, it's the year of the root, right? So my plan has about the equivalent of two raised beds that are dedicated to various roots. Um, 
it's very interesting. Hmm? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting, especially if you go back a, a number of years where I was really intimidated by growing root vegetables, since you really, you know, anything above the ground that you're going to harvest, you can see how it's doing just at a glance. Root vegetables are a little bit more mysterious for me, um, but I've been working at it, growing more each year, if I see, meaning like I'm growing them each year. Um, but they are kind of out of sight, out of mind, beyond potatoes, you know, which obviously I'm committed to because they're bay. <laughs> yeah. um, but I uh, I look back to last year and said I grow so grew so few of them, and I wish I had grown more. So sometimes I have to take something and make it like this is my. You remember we talked about like races, road races and stuff. This is my A race. Like I have to put a spotlight on a thing to give right. it really the time that you know it deserves. And so this year it's going to be the root. The year of the root. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. That's um that's a tough one. You know, last year was the year of the root for me. We did two raised beds of potatoes, and this is gonna lead directly into my next one. Um and we did some carrots and I you know, I surprisingly enough, that when you mentioned it, I grow a lot of roots. And I'd never ever grew roots until probably about four years ago i really started getting into roots mm-hmm. and um you know I, when we talk about roots i'm talking about carrots potatoes sweet potatoes um parsnips radishes turnips rutabagas like just the whole gamut yep. of stuff like that um and i really stepped it up and it's overtaken my garden now to where it's like a totally different game completely i mean um and i i really enjoy it it is the adrenaline rush of gardening i think because you you're right you don't know what's going on but what i can say over the past couple years is by looking at the tops of the plants i've started recognizing at least there's nothing going wrong Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. what i mean so that was a big thing for me um i think and go ahead before I, let me just comment before you move on to your goal. Go ahead and finish. Well, I was just about to go into my goal. Okay, yeah, that I had the, the feeling. Yeah, um, and it's it's not just I'm picking some you know family of vegetables to focus on. It's not just that, although I think that's a pretty cool idea. Um, but it's also so many of these have a, a longer shelf life than a lot of other things that yeah. we grow, um, and that kind of feeds into kind of my overarching path when it comes to gardening and where I'm trying to be. Um, so I I really, really am excited about it, which seven years ago, I wouldn't have even guessed. You know, so I'm including similar to you, sweet potatoes, white potatoes, um, carrots is a big one for me that I didn't realize would be a big one for me. Because um, yeah. I f- remember, I thought I cracked the code a couple of years ago, right? Uh, beets. You know, turnips, you know, some of these things are a little bit more finicky when it comes to the timing. So that all kind of ties back to making sure that, you know, I kind of have my schedule together. Um, I'm dumping onions into it. You know, like I love pulling up onions last year. Um, So and again, we're talking about some staples. We're talking about things that hold well. You know, obviously garlic has been, you know, something that I've grown quite a bit of. So. So, yeah. So that goes in directly into my next one. And um, I'll tell you why it's connected because of the potatoes. So last year I gave my son a garden bed and said, here, you grow what you want. 
Um, so we grew potatoes, which he didn't really do that good with, but that was in the wild garden mm-hmm. and it kind of, you know, it is what it is. Um, we still got a harvest, but not just not great. And then I t- took that bed and he wanted to grow watermelons, but I was already growing watermelons somewhere else. And I had, dis- and I was like, I basically, and I feel bad, but I kind of talked him out of it. Because I didn't want the watermelons. I didn't want to have a plethora of watermelons, right? Um, so this year, he's got the same bed. And he wanted to grow carrots. So we, you know, he planted some carrots uh, last week, maybe. And then the next thing he's going to want to grow again is watermelons. So what I want to do is I, I really want him to have complete control over this garden bed about what goes in it. So what I did is I went ahead now that I kind of know as well what it, cause it was all, it wasn't last minute last year, but it was kind of last minute. I took in, um, I incorporated that. I know he's going to want to grow watermelons. So I incorporated that into the plan. And so my goal is to have that achievable goal for him, that desire be met. And then in the fall, I'm sure he's going to want to plant carrots again and just go for it. You know what I mean? I mean, I have to, I will explain to him like, Hey, like these, this is what you can grow. And he has to make a decision on what he wants to put in there. So, mm-hmm. you know, we just put carrots in there. I don't know if I really want to put carrots in there because he can't just keep growing carrots and watermelon every year. He's in that mm-hmm. bed. He's going to have to expand out of it. So I got to make sure that I like express that to him. But in a way where I feel comfortable that I'm not trying to control what he's doing because I'm thinking it's for the betterment of it. Because the long and short of it is who gives a crap what comes out of that bed. As long as he's happy, that's the main purpose. So I need to make sure that I stick to that this year and really make it an achievable goal for him. Because, I mean, he wanted to plant watermelons in January. And I was like, dude, we can't, you know, that's not going to work. But, you know, giving him a list ahead of time and saying pick one and then we can go from there so that's my goal for that it it doesn't seem like much but it's actually pretty big because i took that it's a six by three bed and my plan is only to put two watermelons in it and that way they have all the room they need all the root room everything they need to get up and going and then they can produce for them so that's something that i really want to work on this year and, and with him being involved, just have him more involved as much as he's comfortable with around the garden, you know, working up parts of it, maybe getting a little bit out of the planting and harvesting phase and get mm-hmm. him into the maintenance phase a little bit this year. Just like ease him in, do a little bit of weeding or something like that, you know. Okay. You know, I love a goal associated with family. Yeah, I'd love to have my wife do it, but she she's not going to do it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I mean, yeah, you know that story better than I do. Um, so this is a game where I've bounced around to really decide what makes most sense for me from a goal perspective. And we're sharing four goals. I have a few more on my list. So this one is a combination. So it's consume slash manage waste. Um, And so 
I did a lot of preserving of food from the garden, from farmers markets, from stores that I purchased last fall, like to the point of almost exhaustion for me, which is going to be a different point for you and for others. But hey, for me, and I want to make sure that I'm just not looking at pretty things on my shelves you know, like yeah. I want to make sure that my um, my refrigerator bins are not just, you know, a graveyard for these vegetables. I think last year I did such a, a good job compared to previous years and even compared to previous years before I really gardened this heavy. And I just, you know, went to the store and bought some lettuce and it's like, oh, yeah, died in my, you know, crisper. Um, so I've seen the gradual improvements over the years. But I think um I think if I had to describe it, it's being more intentional about consuming, you know, and I started this last fall with what I actually I kind of was doing a free for all, meaning like I preserved a lot of different things, a lot of like I have so many different soups that I did. I used like a lot of my potatoes and some soups where, you know, I had some last night for dinner, um, just quick meals for me, you know, and so right. that influences things like growing more carrots, right, you know, but it's almost never as good as going to get a juicy burger and some fries from a place. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so it's very intentional and it's easier when it's cold for me. You know, it's very intentional to say, well, no, there's food at home, you know, so let's let's eat the thing that that I have. I have um, a lot of peppers that I grew last year and I preserve them in a couple of different ways. And I've really been enjoying incorporating them into my meals. Right. You know, and so with that in mind, I want to be very, very intentional about eating what I'm growing fresh, meaning from the point of harvest, it's going on a plate, you know, things that I've preserved because it's like, when I preserve food, it kind of feel like, you know, I have a clock on it, but it's almost like endless, which isn't the case. Yeah. You know? So I don't want to use that as an excuse to just put off eating the thing because I love growing the food so much, if that makes sense. Um, and ultimately, then in turn to minimize waste. Yeah, you know, the, the whole waste and garden thing, it, it's it's tough because a lot of times we don't realize what a plant will produce. And then you start getting walloped with these, you know, I mean, you know, you start getting walloped with all this produce. And then if you're, if you're blessed enough and then you come across somebody like, Hey, you want some of this? And they're like, yeah, sure. And then they're like, Oh, I only want one pepper. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, no, no. I got like 50 peppers. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm-hmm. so it's like, you can't give it away. Sometimes you can't can it all. You can't eat it fast enough. So invariably, you're going to have some waste to some extent. And I didn't expect to say this out loud today, but this is, you know, at least when we compost, we are not wasting it, like throwing it in the trash. So that's the Mm -hmm. way we manage it. But even still, like, I don't like putting because I'm like, dude, I, I spent time and money and effort growing this and then I'm just going to throw it in the compost pile it just doesn't make sense so it, it is important we got last year I didn't realize this is one of my wife's goals was to kind of manage the way we consume our produce better and she started like at the beginning of the week she comes to me or at the end of the week she's like all right what's coming out of the garden this week and we'll start making food plans around that you know um, it's really hard to eat salads in the middle of winter too, just so you know. I'm not very impressed by that. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy them. I'm um Do but, you? 
yeah, I enjoy them thoroughly. I could eat a salad every day. I don't eat a salad every day. I probably should eat a salad every day. Um, I also, you know, good example over the winter, when I eat salad, it's like the meal. So it has all of the fixings, you know, it yeah. has some protein, you know, it has maybe some carb, it has something sweet, something sour, like I'm doing it up. Give me a TV show because you can put me on it with my salads. Um, so what I've started to do is I've gone back to a sa- side salad is okay. You know, like yeah. just to get the greens in you. Um, I am not in a position where I'm seeking zero waste. Um, and I think that there's, and all of these facets from what you grow, from things that stay on the plant too long, for what you actually harvest in time that maybe goes bad once you bring it in, to things that you actually preserve. You know, maybe you get something that has freezer burn. So there's going to be some level of waste throughout. There's a thing that I can that it's like, oh, this is atrocious. I have, you know, this super salty greenish salsa that I made like three years ago. And I just I can't. Right. Yeah. I'm going to say myself, I'm going to my goal is going to be to empty the jar down the disposal and <laughs> reuse the jar. Like um, so it's not about zero waste for me. But what it's helped me do, just even that thought as a goal is help me be more precise in my garden plan. Right. You know, so the things that I'm saying, I'm going to grow in a particular space. It has the best chance to actually be consumed because it's something I really enjoy. Right. And the things that I really enjoy, I also, especially with the the last few years of preserving, I also can recognize how the act of preservation changes the thing. Right. You know, so so I'm taking that into consideration as well. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's it's probably one of those like lifetime goals, you know, kind of recurring goals. um, Yeah. I'm officially putting it on my list this year. I mean, it's exactly what we talked about at the top of the show. It's like, it's a goal that you set for yourself this year mm-hmm. and it will revolve into years to come. And I mean, I'm, I'm a lot like you in that aspect. It's like, I don't do no till, but I do minimal till. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not trying to be extreme. I'm trying to find that happy medium, you know, something that I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And um, it's the same with this. It's like, what are you comfortable with doing? Yeah. And that's what you need to do. And it's a hard thing to do, too, because, you know, you, you walk around every day and it's like, oh, well, z- you know, zero waste, zero waste. I'm doing zero waste. I'm wearing the clothes made out of trash, this, that and the other. And my my trash fills up a, a 12 ounce can every month. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. But in reality, like that's not reality. You know, that's a very extreme part of it. And so mm-hmm. by finding that happy medium, I think you can be in a much happier place. And you do it this year and the next year, maybe you get a little bit better. And then the next year, maybe you do a little bit worse. And you're like, hold on, let me do this. And you just kind of work your way through it. And I th- mm-hmm. But I think when you come down to it, too, and it's like you start doing the root crops and you start diversifying your garden, you will naturally limit your waste, You know, we had carrots. We harvested our carrots. We started last year, I would say around May, and we finished harvesting them around June. And we were eating them until August. Like they just (laughs) stayed good that long. You know, we just Mm -hmm. kept eating them and eating them and eating them. 
And that was nice because we didn't have to waste it. You know, I mean, keep a tomato for three months, see what happens. You'll have a science project that you'd get 102% for. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of, it's a natural progression. But I think diversifying your garden is good too, unless you have a solid plan for preserving. Yeah. And that's where it gets difficult. Again, preserving, because remember a lot of, we talked about this a few years ago, I think, two for sure, maybe three years ago, a lot of what we preserve are pieces of a a meal, Yeah. right? You know, and so again, do you have that strategy in your head about how you're going to pull that meal together? It doesn't have to be pulled a meal together with only preserved things. No, I'm not talking about just that. But do you have a strategy for, oh, okay, my favorite green beans and potatoes? It's like... How often had I been eating green beans and potatoes? Not often, but I have green yeah. beans and potatoes on my shelf, you know? Yeah, and you got to make sure that I you eat it. I love green beans and potatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, what really helps us is when we realize that we're not buying it and we're consuming still, it's really nice. You know, it's like I was telling my son the other day and I was like, do you understand what the garden brings into the house? And he was like, yeah, we get food. And I'm like, no, I was like, do me a favor. I was like, for the next week, I want you to look at your dinner plate and think about what came out of the garden. And he came the next day or, you know, a week later and I asked him, I was like, so what'd you think? And he was like, we, um, he was like, we eat something out of the garden every night for dinner. And he's like, sometimes two things. I'm like, that's what the garden does for us, you know, but we're forcing like, dude, if I eat another bok choy, I think we just ate our last bok choy. I will drop dead. If I eat another bok choy, it's killing me. You good? Yeah, it just it. We eat something from the garden every night. Sometimes too. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a goal, right? Yeah. You know, so I look at it and say, you know, if I could say that about my household, I'm winning. Yeah, but it's an effort to do so. You know, mm-hmm, it, it's mm-hmm. a it's an effort to use that stuff, which leads me into my next one. Um. I'm trying to figure out a way to minimize our harvest dearth throughout the year. Um, Your do you know what that what? is? Dearth. Dearth. No. Okay. So you know how you'll plant your your spring garden and you'll you'll get a lot. You know you'll be getting a, a lot of produce, and then you'll switch over and start planting your summer produce. But then there's a period. Where you're not really harvesting anything, mm-hmm. right? And that's what I'm trying to minimize is that period in which we're not really harvesting anything. So, for instance, <laughs> yes, ma'am, Batavia just sent me a message to type it out for her. Because we have, a, there's a little bit of a bad connection, dearth. Okay, that's the word I thought she said, and I still don't know. It's a good one. So it just means like it's a dry spell. So for instance, like in the spring, we're going through and, um, you know, we're eating lettuce and cabbage and everything. And then it's like, all right, it's time to plant our tomatoes. Well, then it, it can be at minimum a month sometimes before we're harvesting something new. And so we want to minimize that and try and dwindle that down to where maybe it's a week or two or not even, you know, maybe we're just getting something out of the garden. So we're trying to fit, I'm trying to figure out a way to minimize that because if it, you know, came down to the, you know, came down to it and we were living off of our yard, we would have these extreme Mm -hmm. periods of fasting 
that we don't really want to do. So we're trying to figure out a way to do that. And we're going to do that through succession planning, um, harvest times, and crop selection, which we don't really talk about a lot on here is crop selection. So that's something that we're trying to work through now. Um, and then just get through it. Like, for instance, last year, I found that if I plant seminal pumpkins, I have a chance to lower that period dramatically because they start coming in in the fall and you know, like real early, late summer, early fall. So we'll start getting harvest of that, which is a perfect time for this period to kind of wind down into which we're switching over crops and stuff like that. So that's something that I'm going to work on this year. Um, we'll see how it goes. I, I have high hopes, but I'm expecting to be disappointed. <laughs> well, that's definitely one that um, that takes, you know, multi-year, a multi-year effort yeah. to achieve. Yeah, it's last I, year um, is the year I recognized it. So this year is the year that we're going to take action. And it's really the time periods are end of spring and early fall that's when we want to be on top of the game for that those are the two time frames yeah there's um a gardener and a youtuber that's in wales and he oftentimes speaks of the hunger gap and he speaks of it between basic in the spring you know between winter and spring when you don't have much growing or don't have much available for harvest and i can appreciate you like there's a time period as you get into the later part of the year that you're experiencing you know this as well i look at it and say leonard add it to my 2028 goals I just, I just, yeah. yeah. But it's it's absolutely, it absolutely folds into all of this. It's so important when you talk about, all right, I'm growing my food. I mean, but for how long in the year? Like for what period? And I think all in all, it there's a level of it balancing out. But what you're selecting to grow absolutely impacts when and how often you're going to be harvesting, and then the gaps in between. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's just, it's it's a technical side of gardening that I enjoy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's really the only way I can say it. Well, speaking of the technical side, Uh-oh. and this is, you know, more of my nature from a professional standpoint, but I have avoided it at every turn when it comes to gardening. So this one is kind of summarized as documenting. Mm. Uh huh. I've spent collectively over the last, let's call it five seasons. So the remember the garden size that I have now, it's been that size for about five years. The you know ten or eleven, twelve years before that that I gardened, I only gardened in the backyard, and I didn't have as many beds as I even do have in the backyard now. Um, so that's a, that makes a big difference. These last five or so years. The amount of time that I've spent looking back on videos and searching phone, my phone for, what did I plant this? What did I plant this year? What was in that bed? What, what, what did I harvest that? Did that come out of the garden in August or did I start harvesting it in June? You know, so the amount of time I've spent searching that thing out, because my mind is always uber curious around that. Sometimes it's just curiosity. Sometimes it impacts what I'm going to do. It's embarrassing that I don't have any real records of this stuff. Right. You know, and so... It pains me to say it, but it's time. 
is long past time. So I'm speaking of documenting things like what I plan on growing, when I'm starting the seeds, when I'm transplanting out those plants, what I'm direct sowing, meaning again, when I'm seeding, when I'm harvesting these things and wait for it. I even shudder at saying this out loud, but I'm going to do it. The actual weight of some of these things. I just put a caveat in there in that moment. I said some. I didn't write it down as some, but I said some. Right. So whoop, whoop, you had me whoop. sitting on my edge of the seat like I was watching a Quentin Tarantino movie. Boy, I was like, what is it? And the funny <laughs> part is like the the video became crystal clear of you as soon as I got to the end of it. <laughs> it's like it was fuzzy. And then it's like, oh, the clouds part. Um <clears throat> I should have practiced my singing voice before this. So you probably should. This, if you go back up my list of goals, this folds into all of this because you look at it and you say, if I know these things, one, it's empowering. Two, it's going to impact my garden season. It's going to impact next year's garden season. But even if you take the goal above this and the whole idea of minimizing waste, what am I growing that I'm really, you know, I have too much of? What am I growing that I don't have enough of? Right. What am I growing? I look back and I'm like, every year I still have this on the shelf. You know, a great example. I don't eat as much salsa as I thought I did. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. It's easy to make. You know, it's like, oh, this is I mean, every jar is custom, but I don't eat a whole lot of it. And guess what? When I'm making it versus buying it, I'm not adding those preservatives, right? So guess what ends up happening? I open a jar of salsa, put it in the the refrigerator. I'm not eating a jar in one sitting. And I look up and I'm like, is that mold? Absolutely, it's mold. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. um, I'm still going to make salsa. Um, I have a couple of girlfriends that won't allow me not to. But this is, again, trying to get my hand around what I'm producing and not just for the sport of gardening. So um, this works out pretty good because that's actually one of my goals, too, in a way, Um, which is this is the first time it's ever happened. But I'm going to tell you how I plan to do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So if you know, and most people know that listen to the show for any amount of time, that I absolutely despise social media. Um, It's very emotional roller coaster this, that, and the other, especially when you're in like this line of work and it's like, you know, what do people want to see? Da, 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 da. And I'm really active on YouTube. Don't have a problem with YouTube, whatever, but Instagram in particular. And what I've decided, cause I took last year off of Instagram, basically what I've decided is I'm going to use Instagram as my, just like you said, Your to journal. keep track of everything, my journal. So I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to post it. And then I'll have a time date of it on there and everything like that. So then I can go back because I have the same issues as as you. So, you know, just having that record there, finding it, you know, because I mean, I'm looking at like six notebooks right here. Like the last thing I need is another notebook, you know, and then typing something in my phone, just like, and I get a new phone, I lose everything. And then the cloud is stupid. It's like the clouds are only good for one thing is rain. Other than that, like it just I get I'm over it completely. So it's like this is the best method for me because I get to kill two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. But um, I really like that idea. And that's something that I've kind of been struggling with as well. And just trying to figure and what 
I really wanted to do it last year, but I couldn't figure out what I, how I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And so this year, that's what I'm going to do is just like, hey, I planned it on this date. Boom. I've done this on this date. Boom. You know, and it's just there. People can see it. it. Some people can benefit. Some people can't. So hopefully that'll work. But um, that's how I plan to do it. No, I mean, I think that's super smart. I mean, I am a big fan of when I do post things, I like to give the specifics like that. So I think that's super smart. Um, I Instagram is also one of those places where I'd go back and say, oh, wait, OK, this is the first pepper of the season because I wrote in the description, the first pepper of the season. I'm going to go more like electronic document sake. Um, so and I, if you know, I want to give my my brother a shout out here. I think a part Thanks. of what pushed me closer to this because I've been thinking about this for like three years what <laughs> I, I, it got out of my mouth it left my mouth before I realized what I was saying yep uh-huh um, what really pushed me this year to say that you're in the best position to do it was the seed starting chart so to be able to really? one that you create it for me yeah so to be able to have this blueprint Right. And, you know, as as you when you advertise it, I'm putting air quotes around advertising it. You know, it's such a great starting point. That's the way that you describe it. And it is. So I was able to make some adjustments. And then I thought, you know what? I actually can build on this and this could be the source. Like, why would I have the C starting chart one place and then everything else scattered in some other place? Right. You know, and so I've not got to the point where if I'm going to actually print it out and um actually you like right you there? have yours printed out i made i made my own seed starting chart and printed it up and put it on my wall too yeah. just so everybody knows yeah right so i have mine on my refrigerator um but i said that to say like am i going to print it out to keep it in a binder maybe maybe not because again i'm gonna that would mean i would have the other things actually printed out i like the electronic version for now um so you know but there's obviously risk there but I need a way to easily to document this information and be able to sort through it in this basically year one of it. Like I've not done this before. Yeah. So if you guys don't know what Batavia is talking about, um, I make custom seed starting charts for people. You can email me in the email below. There is a small fee. Um, and it is meant as a starting point for you, give you, you know, kind of a reference point. And obviously everybody will tweak it to an extent, but I found last year, when I came up with it, that it set me off in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember, I don't even remember my goals for last year. I don't remember if I paid it public or not, but my goal was to go buy this chart and do as it says. And for the most part, I was successful. There are things that I need to change, especially when it comes into the fall season. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I, I kind of like adding shade to my garden like i added shade i didn't i added some if you go look at the videos it's pretty pitiful i've got a better plan this year um and the plants that didn't get shaded they died the plants that did get shaded they lived so Mm -hmm. it's like i just need to be make better plan about that but it really did set me off in the right direction so yeah it's empowering empowering i think that it also it for me it takes some of the guesswork out. And by guesswork, I mean yeah. like, you know, Googling this and checking for this, right? Um, there's a gardener that I follow that 
had a very, very skiddy down version of it. It's kind of like six things that he was starting, but he had, this is the date. And he said it so like pointing to it on, on his little refrigerator. He said it so matter of fact, like today's this date. So I'm starting this thing. Right. You know, and I think that that's super duper helpful. Um, and it kind of removes some of the excuses you could easily make. Uh, for these yeah. things. And I think one of the ways that you did the seed charts, it does give a little bit of wiggle room. Like, it's not like if you miss, you know, March 1st, then forget the crop. You know, it's not that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, and I have a bunch of plants on there. I mean, it's, you know, all of the major mm-hmm. plants. I don't know how many there are off the top of my head, but I know that they're hard to make. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of th- thinking. Um, just to keep us on track, though, I don't remember who's because I kind of piggybacked off of you. I'm just going to go ahead and say my last one. Um, it's really simple. I want to try and make hot sauce this year. Mm. Um, I'm growing flavored peppers. And so I want to try and make flavored hot sauces with the flavored peppers. Uh, that's something I've wanted to do for a really long time. And I actually made some cayenne hot sauce one year and it was OK. It was just OK. So I, I need to I want to kind of dive into that a little bit more. And see, depending on how these peppers produce, but, um, you know, I've got like, I've got peach and mango hot peppers right now growing and I've, I've tried them before and they definitely have hints of the flavor in it. So if I can grow enough of them and get enough then I, I would definitely plan, cause that's why I'm growing them. I mean, I'm not just going to sit there and munch on hot peppers. That's not my, my <laughs> get jam, but, um, I do want to try and get into that a little bit more. And, um, well, not a little bit more, but to get into it and see if I can create a really good recipe. So I've got time though. Yeah, that's really cool. And I think that, um, that's one of those things where when your peppers produce, boy, do they produce. And yeah. it's not, it's not like some other, like, you know, it's not like tomato sauce. Like there's so many tomatoes you have, but it's reduced to so little. I think you definitely yeah. get more bang for your buck, so to speak, when it comes to looking at making hot sauces and things. I've bought, like two, I'm going to say two years, not to embarrass myself. Two years ago, I bought hot sauce jars because I was convinced I was going to make hot sauce. And now it is with my other garden things still boxed up. I'll take them. Mm-hmm. If you drive <laughs> down here, fly down here. <laughs> What's your last one? Because we got a question to get to. Um, I think that I, I think I already gave four, but I mean, I still have some on my list. So I, I'll be short. With What's this your one. honorable mention? Give me your All honorable right. mention real quick. Um, my honorable mention, and this is a shout out to you. I believe oh, this gosh, is your I'm influence. Uh huh. Well, I don't know that it's your influence, but I think that to not acknowledge that it probably is is not the proper thing to do. It's herbs, not those guys and gals. Uh, so it took me years and years and years and years to realize. I actually enjoy using herbs much more than I ever did before. I know ways to use herbs in my garden for my garden much more. Um, so I started some today, as a matter of fact. And um, and yeah, uh, so I'm talking about cilantro every year. I want to grow deal and somehow I look up and the only deal I have is that that volunteered sage, parsley, oregano, mint, all the mints. Basil, which I did a great job of last year. Chamomile, rosemary, um, which is primarily for the smell. That's what my note has. So, um, Yeah, if you grow purple basil, it won't bolt as easy. I can tell you that much. Yeah, but I, that's it's not as good. I, it's pretty damn good. Hmm. Okay. Pretty well, good. Let's... Didn't bolt, though. Um, yeah. I, you know, at least you get volunteer, Dill. That's all I got to say. 
My honorable mention, and this is not even vegetable related, I am determined, well, actually, it's two ways. This is a two-parter. Is one, to have a wildflower garden. So I've tilled up a spot, and I'm working that soil, getting ready to plant it. Um, already planted it and decided that I wanted to till it again. So I'll probably end up doing that. Maybe step one, one step forward, two steps back, but that's okay. Eventually, I'll get the other way around. And then the other thing, which I, I should I should have added this into the main goal because this is going to happen, is I'm going to use cover crops this year. Mm-hmm. I will be using cover crops in my space this year. Um, I'm just... I. I you know, it, it's a must because I pulled up the potatoes last year and then the bed sat empty for two months and I should have put a cover crop in there to work that soil to help out my bees to do something. So moving forward, we are going to use cover crops. We're going to use them in the summer and fall. So we're going to do that. And we're going to talk about it on the show. Okay. How okay. you like that? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even put it up for a debate. Leonard's over here sweating bullets. (laughs) But I do have to say this, everybody. This show is sponsored by the Planter app. And if you would love to plan your garden and get started on your gardening goals, you definitely want to do so with the Planter app. It's available on Google and Apple. It's you use it on your PC, phone, laptop. They've added an extra a new feature called the seed box in where it keeps track of all of your seeds um, for that you have in your collection. So it's becoming an all in one place. There is a discount in the link below for the monthly, the yearly or the lifetime membership. So, um, I mean, I would just get the lifetime membership. It's cheap enough as it is. You won't regret it. I have more. I have one of the most gardening plans in all of the app. Apparently, um, if that's not correct, please let me know. Um, cause the, the creator listens to the show. But I do have a lot of garden plans in there because I save them year to year and see what I did. And then I can use my crop rotation appropriately. Drag and drop interface, square foot design gives you visual cues of when you're companion or combative planting. Need I say anything else? Go get the planter app. Now, we have made a boo-boo since we came back from our break and we haven't been hitting our listener questions up. And we do thoroughly apologize for that so this is the spotify question of the day and i'm considering something uh, just a place considering creating a place where you can just send us questions because spotify things ridiculous it's like a joke mm-hmm. um but anyways if you have a question send it to spotify or if you anywhere else that you see us just label it question of the day or spotify question and we will answer it on the show But this question is not a question. This question is a comment and a suggestion, which we are always open to as long as they're polite. And this one is polite. So Matt writes, not a question, but a comment. And as soon as I saw that, Matt, I was like, here we go. But then it was all right. It said, Batavia, you should 100% put a drip irrigation system in your backyard. It is so worth it. And you will not regret it. Keep up the good work. Hey, Matt. So... Ben, like 99% of the time, he doesn't tell me when he, you know, whatever letter it sends him. It's just the two of them that know. So for this one, I said, you know, tell me what it is. He said, you sure? I said, yeah. So I wrote it down. But I, did it say Batavia? Yeah, it said Batavia on it. 
Oh, that's so funny, You got Matt. called out. Uh, so this whole hour, I was thinking like, oh, you know, the conversation we could have regarding drip irrigation and then my perspective. And yeah, hey. Uh, so <laughs> wait, I think I wonder if Matt has there's someone that replied to a video that I had on YouTube that said, and I love these comments. I'm not fishing for you to come over, but if you do go over to Be Better Garden, hey, you know, I listened to the pod and I'm just now seeing your garden. And I'm kind of like, there's, I like you all more than I like anyone else that comments, just so you know. I mean, they're yeah, never going to know, right? Yeah, like, the other people won't know. So anyway, um, this person saw the backyard garden and said, you could totally do drip irrigation. Um, anywho. I was going to provide my comments on this topic and it actually is a part of one of my goals that isn't published on this show, but it's along the lines of like, stop being afraid, investigate it. So Matt, it would be year one. I'm, I'm just saying it'd be year one of me looking into this thing. Um, it's just so much time. And, you know, I, I have the whole line of, you know, I get a chance to spend more time with my garden and my plants when I water by hand. And it's true, but it's so much time that I spend, you know, doing that. Well, I'll, so, I'll tell you this. I'm going to put it out there. If you decide to do a drip irrigation system, I will come up there and put it in for you. I will come to Chicago all the way up there to the north and I will put in drip irrigation system for you. At least, and if it's the growing season, I will come up there and plumb it. So then all you have to do is lay the lines when you're ready. That's that's my my promise. I will do it. I don't even know what plumbing means. You see how much investigating I have to do? How much research I have to do? All all it means it means all like all the um, the main lines and stuff like that. Okay. So all the hard work I would do, you would just get stuck with the easy job at the end. So first <laughs> off, I didn't know that was coming. That's, and That's talk pressure. about putting somebody on the spot. I thought Matt put me on the spot. Like, <laughs> geez, Louise. Okay. The reason why I say that is because the cost of putting in a drip system is there. There mm-hmm. is a cost. Mm-hmm. But paying somebody to put in a drip system is ridiculous. Mm. And if you don't know how to do it and you're not willing to do it, that's a, a big limitation. Yeah. But, you know, we were talking on the uh, Patreon show the other day, um, the subscriber show, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I was telling, we were talking about my sweet potatoes mm-hmm. and how I was thinking I was overwatering them. Mm-hmm. Well, the benefit is I can just turn the water off to that bed, you know, and I don't have to water that bed. So yeah. that there is a benefit to it that is surpasses stuff, but you've got to get the right stuff. Yeah. You know what so I mean? There's that's, that. that's the there's key also to the all learning curve. There's I've been watering a garden by hand of varying sizes for 16 years, right? So it's yeah. intimidating, right? You mm-hmm. know, but I know kind of longer term. <sighs> you know, this girl is tired just thinking about watering this year's garden. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it, it once Yeah, it's just it's a it is a game changer. Um I did it last year was my first year with it. And I was, I was happy. I did it It really hurt my feelings to pay for it though. I will say that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it was more than I ever expected. But again, I said it before and I'll say it again. If I would have added up all the different things I've tried over the years, it probably was actually cheaper than all the failed stuff that I've done. Yeah. So there is that. And you don't have to do your whole garden. You just do part of it. Mm -hmm. That means you're coming up twice. You see, look at that. The greed. 
Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. So everybody, we're going to need you to um, become patrons and support mm-hmm. us every way you can, because apparently I need to buy a bunch of plane tickets now. Mm-hmm. So there is that. Because mm. gas sure ain't cheap enough to make a road trip, no. I can tell you that much. No, you talk about that. <laughs> my guy. So I but appreciate no, a- you, Matt, for um, the confidence. Mm-hmm. And I am a little bit taken aback by my good buddy being here. <laughs> um, and I thank you. I'm not emotional yet. <laughs> But, no, don't get emotional. Yeah. I, I haven't gotten on a plane yet. Oh, it's absolutely the type of thing that gets me emotional. So, And it's, it's three years from now, too. So a lot can happen <laughs> in three years. See, I was going to ask you <laughs> offline. Like, so, I mean, is that is the offer only good if I do it this year? Is, you know, is, are oh, there there's, rollover there's years? There's definitely a timeline on it. Yeah. <laughs> it can't happen until this date, but it has to happen before <laughs> X date. <laughs> but no, it, it's, you know, and it's your decision, too. I mean, if you like hand watering, you like hand watering. You know, I'm not going to pressure you to do anything any more than I already have. Mm, mm-hmm. I've been trying to get you to compost. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's not that's not on any list, any, you know, part one, two or three of the garden goal list. So know that yeah. people. What is what is your hold up on the drip irrigation, though? Honestly, like not trying to put you on the spot, but I want to hear your take on it because it, I've got good. my own it's, take, too. I believe if I had what I would view as a more straightforward garden. Right. You know, so if I walk out my back door and there's a patch of land where I have garden beds or garden rows, I can visualize how I would run drip irrigation to that. Like Uh the erector set that is my garden. I kind of think about like, how would I where would these lines go where I wouldn't be tripping over them? Like that part is a little bit too much for me just to get in my head to see that clearly. And so like I stop right there. No, I, I, that makes it's underground. I mean, that's what you do. You have to dig it and all that stuff. It ain't yeah, easy. See, but. I have no interest on in doing that, especially when you look at like there. I, I do think about things like, oh, I could probably conveniently put something to to um, water the cage baby just based on like its orientation and where my, um, you know, or outdoor faucet is like I think about that. But then I think about the beds on the other side. And so then I started to get a little bit overwhelmed by it. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I I understand that completely. And if you have a big system, then you need to go multi-zoned. But we can figure it's not a big deal. <laughs> um, I did it last year, so I, I'm familiar with the process. My problem was I tried to do cheap irrigation systems and they never worked. <laughs> and then I went in and designed my own and bought the appropriate pieces and parts. And it was totally different experience. So um, I'm I'm just gonna put it on blast. Like Rainbird is trash. Mm, mm-hmm. Like don't even worry about Rainbird stuff. Like that's you know neither here nor there. But um, you know, but once you get into like actually making like a legit system, it is totally different. But that was my holdup for years, and I had people screaming at me, "You need drip! You need drip! You need drip!" And after finally just struggling, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give it a shot, and I'm glad I did. Okay. But it, it can be annoying at times. I, I will say that, but we can talk about that later. Everybody, we're going to get her a drip system. <gasps> and we hope that you make garden goals. Okay. So thank you for being part of the show. Thank you for being here. And remember this. We always want to do one thing. We want to learn to grow and grow for change. Oh, the reverse of it. See ya. <laughs>
<laughs> now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Thanks for checking out the show. If you like what we're doing and you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash backyardgardens, or you can be an Apple subscriber. And in both of those, you'll get an extra episode every month. You can also make a one-time PayPal donation with the link below. And you can get all kinds of gardening gear, like t-shirts and mugs and cups from the link below at Teespring. And we have an Amazon store, which has all the products that we use and recommend in our gardens and it helps support our show and we also add to this list periodically so be sure to check it out periodically to see if there's anything that you need for your garden everything that you do including a like and a subscribe and even a review will help us learn to grow and grow for change see ya